Previously on The Real Housewives of New York City. No, I'm just kidding. But could you imagine? Like, I could totally see that for myself. Anyways, welcome back, you guys, to slash hag episode five and a half, six. Who's counting? But anyways, it's definitely called row slash knee part two. And so if you listened to part one's episode, then you already know some of the basic information about these housewives. And you also know me and Kyle's thoughts on the season, like in general, but now it's time to get into the nitty gritty of each episode, including part one of the reunion. Thanks so much for sticking around and we hope that you enjoy this episode. So for the first couple of episodes, there is a lot of drama with these girls about food. Oh my God. Like it's, I literally have written down like, where is the drama if it's not about food? Like it's all about food. Size hungry. Aaron didn't bring enough food. Like then it's like Jenna has too much food. Mm -hmm. Like she hired a personal chef. It's just like, what is the obsession with food with you people? Yeah. Truthfully, like. If you, like, we could sum up the first, like, four episodes with just saying food. Right. Like. I will say what I do appreciate about this group is that they're all coming into it with the perspective of being, like, a true friend group. Yeah. Granted, they've known each other all for different lengths, some longer, some shorter. But, like, they all have the intention of being friends with everybody. Yeah. Which I think is. A good way to approach it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, In the first episode, they keep, like part of the food drama actually they keep bleeping out the name of the restaurant that like everyone was like talking about and i want to know what the restaurant is so even though like we have no like knowing the name will change my life in no way but still like i want to know yeah so if anyone knows what the restaurant they're talking about any native new yorkers (laughs) please do tell us like i want to know are there any first impressions that you're getting from the housewives like just off of episode one um not really i just thought episode one was boring i was like i hope the whole season isn't about this because there's nothing going on yeah agreed i obviously all of a sudden like started falling in love with Bryn. Mm. um and there was always something from the very beginning about Aaron and Cy that just was rubbing me the wrong way yeah Aaron from the very beginning was not Cy. i really liked Cy, but yeah Aaron just never did it for me Should we jump into episode two? Yeah, let's keep the ball rolling. So Um, episode two, we discover that they're all going to take a trip to the Hamptons, a classic for any native New Yorker. Yes, Erin bought a home there and they completely renovated it, I guess. And it is gorgeous. Stunning. Like five bed, seven bath. Crazy, crazy Girl, for nice. For a house in the Hamptons, that's crazy. Yeah, and the backyard is gorgeous, and it was just, like, perfect, perfect house. But we, like, see them all, like, getting ready to pack and go for this trip, and Sai, like, went crazy oh, in packing clothes. God. I wrote that she's an influencer, but, like, literally, who gives a fuck about what you're going to wear to go, like, sit in the Hamptons and, like, do yoga with your friends? No one cares. I cannot believe that, like, that was just normal for her. Like... It was like a weekend trip, and she brought like three suitcases, garment bags. I was like, are you kidding? Exactly. I, ta- I pack a duffel bag for a weekend trip. Right. Like, 
And like, that's the thing, like, okay, bring like a couple of outfits. Cause you're not sure what the vibe is going to be, but also like text in the group chat, be like, what are y'all wearing so that I can know? Yeah. Very, very strange. Um, I'm sick of like all of the food again, but then we also learn, and this drama carries through the very end of the season and even into the reunion, that Jessel has not had sex with her husband since conceiving her kids. Yeah, that's crazy. That's like extremely wild. That's like a year and a half. Yeah. Like, would you stay in a relationship for that long? No sex? No. And they talk, they do talk with us later in the season, like, what would their husbands do? But, like, no, I don't think I would. I could never do it. That's just, like, I mean, I guess it's, like, mutual for both of them. Like, we don't really know, but very yeah. strange. Another strange Jessel moment this episode was she ordered an espresso martini with tequila. With tequila? <laughs> well, I really want to try it now. Maybe that's I, our next drink. Yeah, I do think it would be kind of good. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like tequila is not, like, espresso is, like, not that sweet. Like, I I don't know. Interesting. I was very interested by that. We should try it and give Jessel our thoughts. Yes. Um, Also, like, they are being way too picky with Aaron. Like, Erin has opened up her gorgeous freaking home, and they're complaining, no wife, it's too cold. Again, fucking Sai is, like, coming for her for having no food. Yeah. Just caviar. Which, like... Well, the caviar at the Pringles was, like, so interesting. Apparently, it's really good, though. Really? Who told me that? Bethany Frankel. But, I mean, like, <laughs> I trust my she girl's She told you word. personally. <laughs> yeah, I don't trust... I would not try that. Um, well, when Jessel is ordering that espresso martini with tequila, we find out Jenna's like outing story. That was very sad. So sad. And also for those of you who don't know, she is the first, um, out lesbian housewife housewife in like all of the franchises, which is amazing. But she tells the story that like basically the New York post outed her while she was working at J crew. Yeah. So, so sad. Like in... Just like the way, like the way she like told it was also like so sad. Like everyone was like really there for her in that moment, which is very sweet. Like again, them going all into it like as friends is like such such a good spin on this like season, I guess. Agreed. And then also we find out too because of that, Jenna really wants to keep her partner a secret, mm. which to me I think is completely fair. Like there are other things that you can share about yourself other than who you're dating. The only issue is that like Jenna starts to use that as an excuse to really not share much about herself. She's very close off this whole season. And I think that's kind of what she lacked like yeah. all throughout the season. Also this episode towards the very end, Jenna gives them all like these like gifts, like these garments and Jessel like calls it like ugly. And like, she's like, I look like a Christmas tree. And I'd be pissed if I was Jenna, but like also in Jessel's defense, it was very not cute. Yeah. I will say it was really, really ugly. Yeah. The only thing is, is like, keep that to yourself. Yeah. Like, were you never, did your mom ever teach you? Like, you say thank you and smile. Like, I don't, like, that's crazy. Yeah. But I think that's all I have to say on episode two. Same. We want to move on to episode three. Yeah. So episode three, we are still in the Hamptons. The main conflict this episode, I guess, is that Jenna 
lions the night before I guess like left the sleepover like without saying a word to anyone she just left and like went to her Hamptons house and then came back in the morning and honestly the girls were all mad about it and I agree I agree too here's the thing it would be one thing if we did this with our friend group and I was like hey guys I got my own hotel I'm gonna go to the hotel like you guys have fun and I left yeah but there are no cameras in that like, that's the thing I think that makes it unfair to the other housewives is like, they've all signed on to be real housewives. They're all like being so vulnerable and they're agreeing to being filmed. Yeah. Jenna has kind of just like excluded herself from that. And it just makes it so that like, she's actually not really like opening herself up to us as the viewers or to the other housewives. Yeah, I agree. But like, I'd... I also think it would have been so much better if she just said something like yes just, just the irish goodbye was crazy crazy and then she didn't expect like any repercussions because apparently she does something for work or something i don't know i was like that's bullshit like yeah just say like hey y'all are y'all are like partying that's not my vibe like i'm just gonna go home well let's move right along to episode four agreed still in the hamptons yes we Shockingly. are still in the hamptons and this episode sort of um goes towards Jessel. Um, and I'm starting to get like turned off by Jessel. This is when she really annoyed me. Like she redeemed herself later on for me, but I did not like her early season. I think it's because she's dealing with a lot of insecurity and she's just letting that like keep her from bonding with the girls. Yeah. I think she just always thinks someone is like against her or like everything that is said about her is like, out to get her, which is just not the truth. I mean, it's not the truth then. It certainly does become the truth, which yeah. I think that she learns quickly that she does need to stick up for herself. But right now it's just like... And she has a really hard time doing that the whole season. Exactly. Towards until the end. Um, another thing this episode that happened is like, we hear a little bit from Brynn how she's been engaged three times actually, which is crazy to me. Yeah. It also puts into perspective like how old she is because she, she looks so young she literally looks like she's in her 20s and the fact that she's like 35 36 crazy and that she's not the youngest housewife on the season yes Erin is the youngest with Wild. three kids that's crazy yeah so so crazy and then i think this is also when we first learned about uba hot which is like her hot sauce brand and uba opens up a little bit like to her friend her friend yeah a friend of Yes. The only one we have this season. I know. But yeah, I like seeing Uba open up like that. Um, also, I started to notice that like Jenna was really falling short when it came to having a real clear p point of view with the other girls in a group setting, but she always stirs the pot one-on-one. -on -one. Oh yeah. And she's like, a, she's a big floater. Like I could never tell like who she was aligned with this whole season. Cause I feel like she was everywhere. And this is why I think she's at the bottom of our pyramid because girly does not know how to pick a side and stick with it. Yeah. It just, it got old very fast. And I was like, okay, just like you pick a struggle. You can't be uninteresting and be like floating around like this. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all I have to say about episode four. Great. So moving on to episode five, we are finally out of the Hamptons, back to the city. And Thanksgiving season is rolling around. And while they were in the Hamptons, Bryn opened up about her story and how like she had a really, really rough 
family upbringing. She was raised by her grandmother. Mm. Um, and like her parents basically disowned her, like to put it simply. Um, and so Sai volunteers to throw a Brins giving. Invite me next time. Literally. Like I would love to have been there. Yeah. I will add Brins giving to my calendar yearly. Like if that's what it takes. Um, yeah, I think that was so, so sweet. And that was like very like caring of her and it looked like a good time. Um, and then the one thing that like really stood out to me in this episode was like, it was a sections focusing on Psy and like how like she was all of her PR packages and stuff and she's like these gifts aren't free like these aren't gifts like I have to do like work this is work and I was like you literally have to take up a picture and post it on Instagram like that is a free gift like that just bothered me so much I was like ugh no I 100% agree Psy is just I feel like she thinks that she's like this hardworking woman and like yeah you are but like don't make it seem like you're doing like overtime. Yeah. You know what I mean? You choose your hours. Right. Like Right. Um, another thing is, is like just going back to Bryn real quick, like she starts really opening up um at this like Bryn's giving. And I think that it's really heartbreaking to hear her story. But the bright side is is that fans like us get to see her be vulnerable mm. and actually like be real, which I feel like is something that that housewives get sort of a bad reputation for. Yeah. Is I think being it's, inauthentic. And I think it's so much easier to like, not like, maybe connect isn't the right word, but like to just like vibe with that like housewife like deeper if you like know more about them like personally like that. Like it's not all about being like a bitch. Like obviously that's funny and that's good TV, but like it's nice to see them open up like that. Yeah. Um. Also, Aaron starts bringing shit up like, crazy i read that erin needs to let shit go i said this is so tired okay see here's the thing i feel like they all are they all need to let it go yeah the issue with the rest of them is that like they're talking about it behind people's backs but then when it really comes down to it like they're not saying shit in the group and erin is the one that's like okay bitches like fine like let's discuss it like and no one else is willing to do that true that's that's a good point point. and that's what i'm saying that she's like fulfilling the role of being a housewife yeah period i never looked at it like that but yeah this is also when um jessel says that tribeca is up and coming and that made me oh, like God. i was laughing hard so fucking funny because it's like also learning in the reunion that she only recently I, moved that was back crazy. to New York. And it's like, girl, like, yeah, you had the job opportunity, but like, you really did it. I'm not even from New York City and like, no, Tribeca is not up and coming. Exactly. Like, damn. But should we move on to episode six? Let's do it. Perfect. So that lunch or dinner or whatever that Jessel has with, Erin really goes nowhere, but Erin still invites her to her anniversary party, um, which is sponsored. Yeah, we just learned in the reunion today that on the invitations, she had like all of these sponsors, like names on the anniversary party. Very, very strange. And the anniversary party itself is like wild. Like it's like very like grandiose, like the budget was there and I hope to be able to have an anniversary party like that someday. Girl, I just want to have a wedding like that, yeah. let alone an anniversary party like that. She rented out $2 million worth of jewelry to yeah, wear. Yeah, that was crazy. Insane. And then speaking of jewelry, 
her and her husband, Abe, are out to dinner. And hold on. First of all, we need to mention the fact that there was a penguin in the background of them having dinner. I thought I was like hallucinating. Oh, a real penguin? No, not a real one, but like a stuffed penguin in the back of the restaurant. Oh, I did not see that. Yes, girl. It was crazy. But anyways, I don't bring that up because of the penguin. But yeah, go back and watch that scene because there's a penguin in the back. I bring it up because Abe gives her a second engagement ring. Yes, that was, it was beautiful. It was huge. Huge, but it is beautiful. Yeah, that was crazy to me, but it was a gorgeous, gorgeous ring. Um, And then getting like more into the anniversary party, they start to give like speeches off of an iPhone. Um, So tacky. Yeah, at least you said you planned all of this and you couldn't put it on some fucking like construction paper. Like, I don't know, like, where's the budget there? But Erin's sister, I think it's her sister, like approaches like the other housewives and is like, yelling at them to be quiet and she's such a bitch i was like girl who even are you like here's the thing all of these speeches were going on for so long that everybody else at the party was pretty much talking everyone was talking but the only people targeted were the housewives i was like okay like and you know that everybody else was talking because aaron was literally shushing people during her speech yes which is even tackier than giving a speech off of an iphone like literally like you're you're bringing people to your party to celebrate you like you're they're probably all drunk like let them just like i don't know craziness and then honestly this was kind of real but i would be really mad Sai at the end of the party left again because she was hungry (laughs) because everyone did not have food so frustrating especially because she didn't say bye yeah she just walked out which that's what would have made me so mad like we saw what happened with jenna like earlier in the season like you were mad when jenna did that like why are you doing it like exactly i don't know and then to set the tone for episode seven bryn is very very intoxicated at this party and she's joking with Aaron's husband Abe making some like flirty jokes but Abe is laughing along and he's Abe was enjoying very it. much enjoying he it. was itch bowling yeah he was which brings us into episode seven yes Erin finds out about these jokes that Prim was making at the party I forget who tells her so Abe told her mm. and she got really upset and what's interesting to me is like, Abe, you had you were, no issue yeah. when I was telling you the jokes, but now you want to create the drama. Like, yeah. girl, we should give you an apple at that point. Like, you should be the seventh <laughs> housewife. I also don't think it was that serious. I, I said agree. that Erin needs to get over herself. Like, this is not as deep as you're making it to be. The jokes were like funny. Like, exactly. And like, they were obviously so clearly jokes. Yeah. And she was drunk, like cut her some slack. I don't know. Right. I was just tired of that. But this episode also opens with um, Jenna, her like fake eyelash campaign, where they're using um, like, they're not hiring models, like they're taking people off the street and like interviewing them, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, we also get into Jessel and her mom here. She's confronting about her mom about how she went through IVF because she was really scared to tell her. And her mom is so, so supportive. I love her mom and I yeah. love their relationship. Yeah, this this really made me like Jessel a lot more actually in this episode. This is when I started to enjoy her. Agreed. And then closing off the seventh episode, um, we end with the girls at a wreath making class, I guess. 
Uh-huh. But the wreath making looked so cute and fun. It did. I was like, oh, I love this. And the food, they had food there. There was food, like yes. huge charcuterie plates. I was like, damn. But then something happens. I think Erin like storms off maybe. Yeah, because Erin confronts um, Bryn mm-hmm. about like the Abe jokes. And Bryn brings up the fact that there's a clear double standard that Erin has between her and people like Jenna. And Erin basically storms off. And honestly, good riddance, babes. All right, bringing us to episode eight. The episode opens with Jenna and her family decorating like the Christmas tree, I believe. They were like, oh, so you're decorating your Christmas tree, like, but you called it an event. That's so pretentious. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That was super weird. The issue is not that she's pretentious. The issue is that she's just not being a good housewife because she's not showing up to the group events. I get it. Like you have family time. Like she only, she has joint custody. She only has a certain amount of time with her son, but it's like, just be honest about that. Yeah. You don't have to say you have an event like, because honestly, I think that she just rather be by herself or be with her son. Do you think we'll see her in season two? Season 15, season two. So here's the thing. I do think that Andy is going to want to call back and like all of the producers are going to want to call back all of the girls. Yeah. I don't think that anybody's going to be fired because that also like kind of rarely happens. Yeah. Do you think we'll see like an addition or like... I don't know about that, but I'm not sure if Jenna will want to come back. Yeah. I think that she'd be a great friend of. Mm, I think everyone else will come back though. Yeah. For sure. Um, but yeah, this is when they start planning the Anguilla trip. And um, when Jessel tells Pavit about this trip, he's like, oh, I'm also going to go on a trip into like Vietnam. All for like a banh mi sandwich. Like, and that was... to get the travel points. Yeah. I was like. Oh. He had me scratching my head. Yeah, it was very, very confusing. And this later on all gets tied into like them now having sex for a while which like that drama really never dies like that's that and then another thing that stood out for me in this episode was we had to see Bryn and her brother's relationship like start or like we had to see what that's like and it's just very wholesome yeah it's, it's a really great relationship cute. yeah well then we fly off to Anguilla and the house is gorgeous I need to be there yeah. I need to be there. It was gorgeous. Yeah. Which brings us to episode nine when we like get into the bulk of the Anguilla um, series. Here is the thing that I will say, just taking a brief pause, because this is where like the mid-season happened. This, up until this point, was a cute season for me. I was like, oh, like a lot of these girls are really likable. It's great to see like rich people be friends. But I was like, all of this drama is really boring and filler and nobody cares. And then Anguilla happened. Mm-hmm. And Anguilla was so great. It starts with like them all flying there together. And then Jenna flies separately because I think Erin says that she, like the reason she flew separately is because Jenna only wanted to fly like first class. Like she didn't want to fly business with the rest of the girls. No, she didn't want to fly coach. Oh, she wanted to fly coach, yeah. And the story that Jenna tells them is that she's insecure about the genetic disorder that she has, which affects her skin. And so she wants to get there a couple days early to tan, which is fine. The issue is she told conflicting stories. And of course that's going to come back and bite her in the ass. Yeah, I don't know why you would do that. Um, they also like 
they also continue this like wife swap like convo like the brennan like Aaron drama like in anguilla and i'm just like stop it here's the thing about all of this like wife swap brin flirting storyline they always make up and just like every storyline they always make up and then like two weeks later it gets brought up again and i'm like wait 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 wait. i thought that we resolved this yeah it never makes any sense um and then we learn about jenna's breakup with her the girlfriend she was seeing which is pretty sad like i feel really bad for her I agree, but also I think that this is where Jenna starts to have a little bit of a turnaround mm. because I think a real reason why she wasn't being super like receptive to filming was because her girlfriend did not want to be filmed. Yeah, very private. We don't I don't even think we know who she was dating. No. So then the um the girls go out for like drinks and Bryn is sharing a story about like how she got um, she was interviewing to get like embryos done and Aaron basically like tried to say that Bryn was lying. Yeah. About she did this. not believe her. And this is where I'm like, this was like fucked up. To yeah. Me. Like, like Aaron, like what the fuck? This has nothing to do with you. First of all. And second of all, like that's just really hurtful to say about yeah. anybody. Like that is a very personal thing that she's going through. Yeah, I like I actually could not believe that. Like that was crazy to me, and that's like what really solidified like Erin like being one of my least favorites this season. I was like, that's just not even like petty drama. Like that's just like mean. Yeah, mean girl behavior for sure. Yeah, I hated that, but I don't have anything else to say about that episode. Yeah, same. And then honestly, episode ten. Moving on to that, I was really bored of this episode. I think the only thing that happened this episode was like the um stealing of the phone that was big drama and that is a completely different prank than being pushed into the pool so let's explain the story yeah so basically there's a pool at their place in anguilla and as most girlies do uba pushed aaron into the pool and they're all laughing about it and aaron was like i'm gonna get you back so in the uber ride back from dinner Uba had left her phone in the Uber. Uba left her phone in the Uber. (laughs) And so the driver handed it to Aaron and Aaron was like, oh, thank you. Like, I'm going to place a prank on her. Okay, fine. Great intentions, all in good fun. She holds onto her phone. Uba realizes that her phone is missing and needs to contact her family. She finds out like hours later that Aaron has her phone thanks to Jessel right yeah and uba is really upset aaron doesn't apologize and then they basically like go to sleep my thoughts are i think that aaron has the purest of intentions oh yeah i didn't think that she had bad intentions at all but i do think that you like like in uba's defense like that is a totally different prank than being pushed in the pool like Especially when you're, like, in a foreign country and, like, need to call someone at home. Like, that's very different. Exactly. And the thing is, again, like, I do think that, like, Uba was overreacting Mm -hmm. initially. But I think that from then on, it was completely warranted because Aaron didn't apologize. Yeah. and She was not being empathetic and could not see why Uba was so upset. Yeah. Well, getting into episode 11, actually, Uba, like, kind of, like, retaliates here and, like... Thank God. Yeah. I actually... This was... This was very petty, but I kind of loved it. She took Aaron's sunglasses for 45 minutes. 
which well, was the duration that like I guess she had her phone maybe. And here's the thing too. It's not that Uba just like on a whim took her sunglasses. Aaron was the only one inside wearing sunglasses yeah. and was talking to Uba with the sunglasses on and Uba was really upset and said, take your sunglasses off when you're talking to me, snatched them off her face and kept them. Set a timer and everything. And thank God. Yeah. And then they go on like a rum tour, which sounded so fun. I was like, oh, I want to do that. Yeah. And they were driving around these little fun, like Jeep buggy things. I was like, oh, I want to go here. I want to go here. Yeah. It looks like a great time. They were, they were doing limbo. They were playing connect four. Well, they were playing limbo, (laughs) but then Jenna and Aaron, because Aaron was so upset, decided to play connect. And this is another thing of like Jenna, like not picking a side. Like where was this? Like, like where did this come from? I know she just loves to like flow and go with the flow, but you know who else doesn't like to pick a side? Bryn. Finally, Uba makes it clear that she's upset with Bryn, that Bryn lets too much slide with Aaron Mm. because Aaron loves to say, I love you, Bryn. I love you, Bryn. But then, like, she'll say a lot of shit behind her back. And also, she just clearly doesn't have the best of intentions with her friendship. And Uba calls her out on that and says, like, you need to be a little bit more, like, strong about your opinions on Aaron. Which is, like, good. I think that was so necessary for her to say. Because then I think, like, Bryn, like, gets a little more, like, confrontational after that, honestly. This this is the first time where, like, we see someone, like, starting to actually, like, have long-term like disagreements with the other housewives instead of just like making up fast and quick. And it's Uba. And like, honestly, this is why she's so high up on my pyramid. Yeah. I because think she's actually like setting ground Doing rules. something. Yeah. And I love to see that. Another person who like got bumped up really high on my list this episode was Jessel. Yes. We learn about her having like this list of things. So like, like every time one of the housewives does something, she'll like write it down and there's, like, this one clip of her, like, in the hot tub, like, alone, just, like, typing on her phone. And it's so fucking funny. Like, I love that. I love that she keeps the list. That is quintessential housewives. Oh, yeah. I love that. And also, just, like, at the very end of the episode, they go back to the house in Anguilla. They're still fighting about this. And Aaron starts crying. I literally, I don't give a fuck. It gaff about Aaron. It's so weird. Like, no one else is getting upset or emotional. Like, I don't know why she's... Uh, honestly, I, like, she's afraid of Uba, to yeah. be honest. She's, like, victimizing herself because Uba's, like, mad at her and as she should be. Oh, 100%. I agree. I would be mad at Uba, too. Like, or scared of Uba, not mad at yes. Uba. Yeah. Uba's very intimidating. And then we get into episode 12. Yes. So this episode begins with Jessel um, going out for lunch with Sai because mm. while they were in Anguilla, Jessel noticed that Sai, specifically Sai, but also Aaron, were kind of like teaming up against her and trying to poke holes in her life story. And this is really funny because Sai shows up 20 minutes late to the lunch. She shows up. She thinks that she's going to play that like, oh, like I'm just fashionably late. Another 20 minutes later is when Jessel shows up. (laughs) And that's what I call playing chess, not checkers. Oh, yeah. That was petty as fuck. I loved that. 
And also, like, I do think that Jessel's intentions are 100% pure, and it just pisses me off so much that Sai is so closed off to the idea of being friends. Mm -hmm. Sai is yucky, yucky, yucky. She just has a bad energy about her. And, like, the thing is, sure, did Jessel come from more privilege than Sai? Yeah. Yeah, but why are we playing the privilege war right now? You guys like, are both rich women in New York City. Exactly. Like... Does it really matter? And also Sai being like, we want to know about you. We want to know about you. Like, girl, your only storyline about your past is that, like, your mom was an alcoholic. Yeah. You're from and that Brooklyn. becomes a big storyline in the next couple of episodes. Too. Yeah. Um, but this episode, I think, is also when Jessel's talking to her husband about sending the kids to, like, Montessori school. This might be this episode. Mm -hmm. And that is just, cra like, crazy to me. Like, that conversation they were having is so, so wild. That did put into perspective for me that... Um, these women are very different from me. Yeah. And the lives that they lead are very different from the life that I live. Well, because it was also crazy because in their reunion too, like Jessel was asked, well, like, did she send her kids to Montessori school? And then all the other housewives were like, mm, yeah, like gonna start saving. And I was like, I was like, no, what? <laughs> but then did you hear Uba and Bryn were like, we don't have to worry about it. We're gonna marry Rich. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? That's the track that I'm trying because to Because then like all the other... Housewives like who have kids like sent their kids to like private schools and I was like wow. Except like... for Jenna though because Jenna actually talked about this in one episode where she said that she actually sent Beckett to all public school mm. because she was afraid that he was gonna be like, like really privileged rich. Exactly. Yeah. Which I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And then speaking of Jenna, Jenna and Bryn have a little girls' night out at a gay bar in this episode. Jen Bryn helps Jenna like flirt a little bit which just, I love Bryn like that was so like the ultimate hag yes and this episode is what spawned the quote where she was like I love going out to gay bars like I don't care about sexuality like if there's cute people there and drinks I'm gonna flirt and we actually posted that on our Instagram story and Bryn underscore Whitfield like the story. So, hey, Bryn. If you're listening. We love you. We're looking for a guest. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just love Bryn. And then at the end of the episode, or two things happen, I guess. Um, the two worst couples in the show come together <laughs> to maximize their joint, like, ickiness in this, like, <laughs> one double date. It's like that meme, like, when two queens come together to maximize their joint slay. It was the opposite of that. Exactly. Yeah, but Erin and um, Abe and then Jessel, not Jessel, Sai and her husband. David. David. They go on a little double date and the shit talking is like wild. So, so gross. And then Uba hosts like a little healing like yoga session thing, which was very corny looking. Like, I don't think I would have known to take it seriously. Oh, it's funny that you say that because I was watching this with and I was saying to them that like, it's literally giving like our program. Mm. Like that's the shit that we do on the daily. Really? Yeah. I mean, not like the daily, but like our first year, it was definitely a lot of like. Yeah. I just like, don't think like something like that would like, I don't think it would work on me, but maybe I have to try it. Well, get up. <laughs> um, but that was it for, for episode 12, I think. Well, the oh. only thing that I will add is that this is when we find out that Pavit is actually going to be flying to Vietnam. Oh, point. yeah. Or not we find out, but that Sai and Aaron find out. And they think that he is going there to cheat. Yes. Which brings us into episode 13, which is really the bulk of this 
drama now. Yeah, I said that Pavit finally goes to Vietnam, like he leaves, and I said, okay, bye, that's weird. It is really weird. Yeah. Like, I, just like out of the, like, like out of nowhere. Like, right. he's just like, like, I'm going to Vietnam. He's already done it twice before, and like, Honestly, that's really not how airline points work. No, it's like, really not. If this is like a routine trip to Vietnam, like she should like be thinking like that's weird. But I will say to give him the benefit of the doubt, if he were lying, I would hope that he would come up with a better lie other than I'm doing it for the airline. Yeah, I did also see a TikTok, it was either a TikTok or like an Instagram post of him like in Vietnam like, eating the sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was funny. Me. Yeah, that was funny. I liked that. Um, and then I just said that Erin and Cy are just mean girls. She, so Cy is such a fucking party pooper. Yeah. She will rain on anybody's parade. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like her. Like, no. She's so negative. I don't like that energy. Also, at the very end of the episode, um, I forget. Oh, I remember. It's because it's like getting colder outside. And um, Bryn comes in with like moon boots and like a furry hat. And she mentions Gwyneth Paltrow's ski accident. <laughs> and I was like a woman after my own heart. Oh, yeah. Anybody who mentions GP. <laughs> okay. Um, getting into episode 14, I guess, the final episode of the season besides the reunions. Um, this is Bryn's birthday party. And really like. So many things go down at this birthday party. Yes. We open with um Bryn and Sai mask sh- or not Bryn and Sai. Who's mask shopping? Aaron and Sai. Aaron and Sai are mask shopping. And the theme of uh, like Bryn's party, I guess, is like masks, very like um eyes wide shut, like Stanley mm-hmm. Kubrick. Um well also she had on her invite, it was like your plus one has to be the last person that you had sex with or the next person that you want to have sex with, <laughs> which I'm like, that's I such a good party that. That's theme. a great yeah. theme. Yeah. But we see them shopping for masks. I don't really remember anything memorable happening during that. Well, they start bringing up um, all of the Pavit drama. Oh, Vietnam. Yes. And then this is where we leave off with this season Sai tells Aaron that Uba is dating someone. Mm. And Uba explicitly told Sai not to tell anybody. Not to tell anybody. Alas, she does. And this is where the drama goes down at Bryn's birthday. Oh, yes. Um, before we get into that, I guess Bryn said that Sai's masks make her look like the Hamburglar. And that, that had me laughing. I loved that. <laughs> Jenna's mask was gorgeous. It was yes. this beautiful, like, butterfly one. So um, so was Aaron's. Aaron had, like, yes. that nice, like, sparkly one. Yes, I loved. I love a good, like, um, masquerade party. But, um, yeah, Bryn starts to cut the cake. And, like, she overhears, like, a conversation going on. And she calls out to Uba. She's like, oh, Uba, like, I heard you have a man back in Connecticut. And this is where things get fishy. Because apparently, Uba only said not to mention Connecticut to Sai. I don't buy that. Mm-hmm. I think that Sai is just making up excuses. But nonetheless, the only way that Bryn would have known is if Sai told her. Yeah. And honestly, this is where Bryn takes top pyramid for me. Oh, yeah. Because before this episode, I really, really loved Bryn. But I was like, oh, is she really bringing it? But this is when I'm like... Yes, bitch. 
you are a fucking housewife. You know exactly how to bring up the right drama. Yeah, because... She did it all for the drama. It was calculated. Like, she wasn't doing it. She knew she wasn't supposed to know that. Exactly. She wanted to catch Sai and Aaron in a lie. And honestly... It kind of backfired for her, though. It did. It did. Like, her own birthday party, like, everyone left. Like, Uba walked out and was mad at Bryn. When really Sai is the root of the problem. Like, that didn't make sense for me. Here's the thing. I feel like Bryn always gets this reputation with all of them. Like, oh, that's just Bryn. Like, she's being so silly. Like, she's being so naive. But, like, really, like, she's the smartest one in the group. Oh, yeah. And it's just crazy to me that they're not willing to see that, like, she's actually trying to, like, help Uba out, essentially. Mm -hmm. And be like, girl, like, I just spilled your drop. Yeah. So she's real as fuck. Love her. And then we get into... The reunion. reunion part one yes so the reunion like though kind of focused on like an individual housewife like for like 20 minutes at a time so i think we saw jenna we saw erin and then we saw jessel and also uba oh and uba end. at the very very end she's gonna be carried into next week it seems and there were some good questions um we touched on a few of them throughout like talking about the episodes, but what are some moments that stood out to you in the reunion? I mean, the moment that stood out to me like crystal clear was the fact that Jessel has this gorgeous eye lift. Oh, yes. She is snatched. Yes. We we immediately looked at each other and we're like, she can work done. Like, and it wasn't a full facelift, no, but like no. you her could eyebrows, they're, they're going back they're to the snatched. hairline. They're stunning. Another moment that stood out for me was Uba. Like, any chance she got during the read. Like, the question could be so unrelated. So random. And then Uba would be like, well, Jenna. Like, <laughs> like literally, she was like, yeah, like, you know, um, I enjoy being real. Unlike Jenna. And, <laughs> like, just out of the blue. And I'm like, period, girl. Like, I don't know what bone you have to pick with her, but And Uba's it. faces during the whole reunion were so, like... This is why I'm pissed that, like, it's only part one right now because I want to watch part two so bad because I need to know where the friendships lie. Yeah. Because even Aaron and Sai seem like Tension. they're on rocky yeah. roads. And they were, like, tight. Yeah. Um, Bryn and Uba seem to be on rocky roads. And here's what I will say about the overall season. Think about it this way. This season is technically not the first season of Real Housewives of New York City. Season 14. However, it kind of is. Yeah. And most first seasons of Real Housewives, everybody's always like, it's so boring. It's so filler. I can speak from experience. Like New Jersey, only up until the last episode with the infamous table flip, does it really get that, interesting. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. So like we really need to lay the foundation, lay the groundwork. I really think that next season, if they all stay on... It's going to be stellar. Because they're all going to be, like, ruthless. They're going to have their teams. They're going to have this shared history where everyone's I need to see a table kumbaya. flip next season. But yes, I need to see the lines in the sand get drawn in this part two reunion. 100% agree. And I, from the trailer, it looks like there will be tears. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was another thing, this reunion. Everybody was so emotional, emotional. and so, like... 
bawling their eyes out. Like, they weren't even talking anything, like, really super serious and, like, love her. But Brynn was, like, crying up a storm over there. I was like, damn. I will say, too, like, I think that it speaks to the fact that, like... They do care about each other. Exactly. Like, sure, there may have not been, like, a shit ton of drama. But, like, you can tell that there's a lot of care going on within this group. Even though I feel like there are going to be, like, some breakups that happen. Yeah, 100%. But... So given this, what did you think of this season overall? Overall, for the first, like you said, the first season, quote unquote, of a housewife season, I think it gave us exactly what we needed to give us. It started out slow and then built at the end, which, like you said, followed like the Real Housewives of New Jersey format like pretty well. I really enjoyed it. I like this group of housewives. I think it's kind of like an unusual like mix of like housewives. Yes, very different vibes all across yeah and i love it it's so fresh agreed that's another thing too like i feel like especially with roni but just like all of the housewives franchises they tend to get very similar people together and i think it's interesting and honestly i think that it worked out well that they like brought together a bunch of really different people Mm -hmm. but yeah i can't wait for season two We will be tuned in. Oh, yes. And hopefully we'll have a housewife as a guest on the podcast. We will be reaching out to your business partners. (laughs) Keep the eyes on the inbox. Alrighty, you guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to our episode about the Real Housewives of New York reboot. And we hope that you enjoy watching The Reunion Part 2. Yes. Very, very soon. Streaming on Bravo. And we will see you at the same time, same places next week. Bye. Bye.